live from HCAP Studios. I put your voice in my tic-tac Just so I And we're back. This Facts Don't Matter podcast. I'm back, and you hear her. She's here, too. Hi. Karina's with me. And today we have a very special guest with us on the third mic. Say hello to Art Love Trap, a.k.a. ALT. What up, what up, what up? So Art Love Trap is a South Florida-based artist that I came across one night when I went to the Anderson. Shout out to the Anderson. I miss going there. Uh, especially because it was getting good again. They were they were making a lot of changes there. Um, and I went to the Anderson one night. I was having a drink, and ALT was there with a band behind him. Mm-hmm. And the set was really dope. It was some smooth shit. That's the best way I could put it. <laughs> and if you listen to this pod and you know me in general, like, you know I love smooth shit. Like, yeah. And um, I was like, yo, I, I want to talk to this dude. I want to meet this dude. I met you after the show. And then, you know, we connected a little bit on Instagram and stuff. You had a chance to listen to the pod recently, yeah. And then I, I was like, "Let's get you on the pod." Yeah, pod's dope, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I want to start today, and I want to center today uh, about you and and your music, your your origin story, your journey to where we're at today. Mm-hmm. Then talk a little bit about just what being in music is like right now because of where the world is at mm-hmm. uh, with COVID and just in general with technology in twenty twenty being where we're at. Uh, and then we'll talk about other shit, but we're going to talk a lot about music stuff today. Is that okay with you, Karina? Yeah. All right. Just You're making sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Cool. So let's start with, <laughs> let's start with the, tell the people a little bit about yourself. So when did you start making music? Well, okay. So I feel like, I feel like black people like, like music really early. Babies. Like. <laughs> As babies. Like we, yeah. everybody wanted to like rap. At a really early age, that's where true. I'm from, because it's like this really cool way to express yourself. Okay, where are you from? I'm from Miami, Florida. Oh, but like what area? Uh, Carroll City. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Yeah, so uh, always been into music. I, I, the The first genre of music that I got into was jazz. Okay, because my mom used to play jazz when she used to drop me off at school. Got it nice. on the car ride. Yeah, that, that little 15 minute car ride. Yeah, had so much really good music. Yes, uh, she used to listen to um, WLR and NPR. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> big so, fan of that here. Yeah, so I was like humming Duke jazz Ellington hour. And, and, yeah. and yeah. fucking Miles. I was loving Miles Davis, not knowing who Miles Davis was. Right. Because <laughs> uh, Google didn't exist, and nor did Shazam. So when you like the right. song, you just like the song, and that was it. You weren't able to find. The next time the you song. heard it, you were like, "This is a song this I like." Is the one. <laughs> So I've always been Damn. into music for sure, for sure. Um, cool. I, I took a bad at rapping when I was in high school because mm-hmm. it just it was a cool thing to do, especially that uh, around that time frame, people were like battle rapping and stuff like that. Right. So it was like the thing. Like when everyone would huddle up at lunch, it would be to watch like rap versus uh, what, battle videos. What years? Like what decade were you in high school in? Uh, between two thousand five and two thousand nine. Okay, cool. So we're around the same time. Yeah, 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 so the, that was like it. I didn't really get too much into battle rapping because I just thought it was dope. But I, I got into like Tribe Called Quest. I mm. got into like Far Side. Mm. When I got a taste of Far Side, <laughs> that was it. Like the when I when I first heard Nas and Lloyd Banks, mm. they made me appreciate um, punchlines. Then when I heard uh, Far Side and like Tribe, I was like. 
this is storytelling. Big time. Big like, time. It, like, those records that they dropped took you through their narrative of their life. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm I'm rich now. Nah. Or, oh, I killed this person. Right. You nah. know, it you was know, journeys. Like, it was yeah, it was like a journey. Like storytelling, like you said. Like, literally, you know, talking about, like, wanting to talk to a girl and don't know how. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So that was really cool, and I felt like it was context for me as, in my youth. Mm. And um, those two things kind of had a baby, and then I heard Kid Cudi, and it was he was a big influence was a for you. Rap, after okay, that, that yeah. was Damn. that was a turning point to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a rap after that. Kid Cudi definitely made me feel okay with making whatever I felt. It was like the freedom yeah. granted to you by him reaching where he reached. Yeah, or what he spoke in his music more so was what. Triggered that turning point. What when I what I saw Kid Cudi do was he would have records that was like bigging himself up on some boasty shit. Yeah, and then it, a song later he would talk about being depressed. Yeah, mm. and I was just like, I don't know that much about music, but I know I want to make music like that. Yeah, be, because I feel like I feel like Kid Cudi is the type of rapper that you. It's, it's more relatable at the end of the day because yeah. not only is he rapping about things like that are more relatable in, mm -hmm. in, in through like depression and all of these things and just like what he's feeling in general. Yeah. But it's just like he's just like like a regular ass looking guy, regular ass talking guy. Right, he's right. just like he's your just average here. Joe. Yeah, he's your average Joe into weird shit. Like mm -hmm. he's not who you picture as a rapper. Yeah. You get me? We, we so, all have like a friend that we know that's kind of like cutting. Like yeah. where, where yeah. either we are or we have I a friend that's yeah. like, right. Either yeah. you are the Cuddy friend or you have a friend that's, like Cuddy. A friend that's like Cuddy. So yeah. you, you can relate to that. And yeah. he has that every man factor to him. And he, when he came yeah. out, that was that was a big part of it. Exactly. Um, because he has that effect of like just making you feel understood. And definitely. you're like, yo, you know, and that's why that's why he has the following that he has to this day, yeah. because he has he, a hard he has the kind of following, following where people say things like his music saved my life. Saved my life. Yeah. Uh huh. Because it's the kind of people who. The way I remember it, no rapper was talking to people uh, going through those kind of things before. No, nobody. There wasn't anybody who I could listen to the record and be like, damn, I did feel like that today, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because the record was more telling me about shit I don't have yet yeah, at, all. at all. Like, or problems that I also don't, don't have, have yet, If I, depending <laughs> on what age I'm listening to the record, right? Yeah. Like, but with him, it was like, yeah. And like cause, questioning cause he was, it general. was feelings that, the, mm -hmm. sure, the, the circumstances he might have been going through to feel those feelings could have been... Yeah. Way more extreme than whatever I was going through in all yeah. my privilege, right? Yeah. But the feelings were the same. And mm -hmm. to be able to connect to somebody through feeling, it's nothing like that. No. Yeah. And his music did that. So that was a big... And then from there, you're like, oh, I'm going to make music. Yeah, well, he made me... Um, he He's the person that made me look into other genres of music. Gotcha. So when I heard Cuddy, I started to listen to, like, Queen. I started listening to, like, Incubus, nice. Portishead. When I got into those, I was just like, yo. There's so much more to do. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yo. Because <laughs> before, you know, obviously, like, you got, like, the Chuck Berries. You got the Lenny Kravitz. You right. got uh, Nat King Cole. All that stuff is very uh, cultural. But when you can kind of start listening to music from people that don't look like you, mm. you start to have, like, this huge span of library of references that you subconsciously reach into when you create music. And when I started listening to different cultures, I started making music completely different because I have, I got soul in me, you know? Mm -hmm. But when I kind of started listening to stuff from 
shit privileged people mm-hmm. they make really dope music because they fucking happy all the time <laughs> <laughs> they make great yeah. happy music right yeah they're like happy as fuck <laughs> so it's just like and even the things that they battle you know like right. someone may think that someone that's privileged doesn't battle with um intricacies of 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 their self right mm-hmm. but they got it super bad because they have the illusion of being good yeah yes yep you get me so they're really like going through it in like relationships and fucking status, yeah. maintaining status. Right. Because mm-hmm. money is just, you know, that's just one of the factors, you feel me? But there's a million struggles in life. And right. I can honestly say Kid Cudi definitely opened up my eyes to different types of music. For sure. So at that point, it became uh, a mission, if you will. Well, I didn't just out the gate do music. Uh, I tried to be a regular person. Okay. No offense to regular people. <laughs> um, I, like, yeah, like, like I, I went and got a job, tried to do the job. Okay. I went to college, played football, ran track. Okay, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Where'd you, you go really to school? Tried. I went to school in Kentucky. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. so, played ball. Yeah, yeah. so um, I, I, I tried. I did. I had an 85% <laughs> scholarship um, in a place where I really did not belong mm. for a year and a half. Okay. And I got injured, and they pulled my scholarship three months after I got injured. Damn. Um, that I, They told me my scholarship got pulled when I was on crutches. Wow. Damn. You know? That's cold. So, and then I ended up with, like, a big-ass deficit of, like, $16,000 in loans that, that I still have to this day. Mm-hmm, I feel that. And um, after that, I was just like, all right, I'm coming back home. Came Ending back up home. with debt after having a scholarship is nuts. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and Ending up with debt after they tell you you're coming to go play for free is wild. That's left. So I come back home. I get a job. Try to do a job. Get into this unknown depression that I was in. I did not know that I was depressed because I did not talk about the fact of having my life ripped from me. Boom. Yeah. So I was just, I was like getting higher every day. I was drinking crazy, 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 not knowing. When when you when you get into alcohol, you don't really even realize that you're in this pool. You right. just think it's something that's recreational until you look at your bank account and you see you're going to the same liquor store every week. You know that's saying? when yeah. you start to see a pattern. You start and to say, um, oh, shit. Yeah, and I, and I got in a really bad car accident. And I, I honestly should wow. have died in that car accident, wow. to be honest, yo. That that Toyota Celica is made of steel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I ended up crashing. Um, uh, Someone hit me head on. It was uh, 45 to 45. An Astro van hit me. And I crashed into a church. Wow. How long ago was this? 2011. Okay. And um, after that, I started doing music. I was like, look, if I could die doing this 9 to 5, minding my own business, Mm. I might as well do what I love Mm because... This could definitely get ripped from me. Gotcha. I got like memory loss, all kind of shit. It gotcha. just got really real, really fast, and then um, it, it kind of took me. I fe- I took that as a hint that I was doing the wrong shit with my time. Bingo. Yeah. I quit my job after I got in. Well, they fired me because I wasn't going to be able to do the job anymore. But I got in a <laughs> near death car accident type situation too, 2014, and the the realization type feeling that you're talking about. You feel I, it. I, I feel it. I feel it completely because I was like. Fuck! If I'm gonna get a, a whole second chances, I'm not gonna just do shit that I don't actually love no, I'm not going or back. like that that I'm gonna regret or anything. No way, no uh, way. So back. I was like, I'm gonna do shit that I like to do. I'm gonna do create stuff that I can leave behind in case I do ever go away. Exactly. Things like that. To me, it's like Cuddy plus that <laughs> car accident is really what yeah, yeah, made yeah. you from who you were to Art Love Trap for sure. Right, hundred percent. And that was that's what got me into Art Love Trap. Was, okay. Was naming my I named myself that. 
after that. After that. Yeah. That's where the name came about. Yeah, because um, I wanted to, to remind myself the elements of my life that matter. Wow. That's dope. Wow. That's so, a cool, that's a cool, you know, when you ask yeah. people, oh, what's your name? Well, what's your Where'd name you get mean? your name? Yeah. You know, sometimes they're fucking corny stories yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. That's a dope one. No, I, I no, wanted bro. to ask you that and I, I didn't see that one That's coming. a dope one that's right great. there. That's, that's a dope great. one. Go ahead, Karina. You had uh, a question I, for him? No, no. I mean, I, so, so from that moment, like, like, did you, did you know in that moment the kind of music that you even wanted to create? Um, when I was, all right, so when I was in college, I did a talent show. And it was, <laughs> we did Colleges have show. talent shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, in Kentucky they do. Damn in it. Kentucky. <laughs> what else are they going to do? <laughs> Yo. What else are they going to do? The things that they created in Kentucky because there was nothing to do. No. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They get innovative over there, boy. I yeah. know about all that. <laughs> it, was, it was a talent show. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my close friends, Johnny Neighbors. Wow. Hey, Johnny. That's a real, wait, that's a, Johnny that's a real name? Yeah, Johnny Neighbors. Yeah. Wow. He was one of the fastest cool. guys uh, in a, in a, um, in a, in a hundred, wow. like wow. on paper. Yeah. And um, he was super into Neo. So like, he was just like, yo, you could do this, man. Like, I see what you're trying to do. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I don't know what you see. So I don't know what you're talking <laughs> he about. He sees it, but I don't know. <laughs> and he's actually one of the first people that saw it. Damn, mm. that's wow. crazy. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, I thought of that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nah, because nah, he's the one that was like, yo, all right, so I got this band, mm. and we're going to do a song, and you're going to be on this song, and you're going to perform with me, and we're going to make this song. Whatever, oh, we make shit. the song. Wow. And I write the verse for it, and I go up on stage with him the like two or three weeks later, mm. and it's like the whole school's there, like. I was just like, yo, this is supposed to be like a small thing. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lot of people. Right. So whatever, we're there. And um, the song starts. It's like a drummer, a guitarist. It's like a bass player. Someone's on keys. And I'm just like, I never did this before. (laughs) Right. Right. First time. And I forgot my lyrics. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, when the drummer, all right, so when a drummer does a break, so if he's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That shit threw me. <laughs> I completely forgot everything when he did the break. <laughs> and um I ended up having to just freestyle and I did like some kid cuddy ass singing shit on the song. On the spot. And it worked out. It worked out. It, it worked out. No he didn't way. stop and be like, yo, what the fuck? Nah, no, he no, let no. you ride. He let you coast. Yeah. He was like, the all right, cool. Sailed. He got this. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Wow. So it was, it was cool. It was a vibe. And shouts out to, to Johnny Neighbors. He planted <laughs> that seed. Mm. And when I went back home, I didn't even do that. When I got into yeah. the accident, I didn't think about that. And when I started doing um, events with my partner, Mulata, yep. and, um, in Miami for Art Central Miami, mm-hmm. I started performing again but this time i wanted to have a drummer all of a sudden okay and i started performing uh with a drummer named ron don okay so it just used to be me and him and, him. and my backtrack okay and it was it was it was pretty that's, sick yeah it was that sounds sick. dope that sounds dope so yeah. that at what point did it evolve into having other people in the background well we ended up getting a guitarist and then um then i got into like this dilemma it was like i was too rock for rap shows, mm. and I was too rap, rap for, for rock Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, around sh- what time is this? This was two thousand and thirteen. 
Yeah, it's okay. 2013. Okay. Oh, so genres are still not meshed, yeah, not meshed the way they are today yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. Right. No, exactly. Right. Uh, Things are not in 2020 yet where you where you're hearing some of these sounds that you're hearing yet right now. And at, and and I feel like at that point, even in Miami, there weren't a lot of places Ooh, to, no. to oh, no. hear. <laughs> there was nowhere to at even all, hear right? half yeah. of those things. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a thing back then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and what's the name? Twenty fourteen was when um was when Kendrick dropped Untitled and Mastered. Yes. That album showed me how to do it. Gotcha. It showed me how to do it. Gotcha. And I started to, uh, I pulled my backtracks out, and I ended up picking up a bass guitar and learning how to play bass, bass. to play my songs. Oh, gotcha. wow. Gotcha. So you weren't even like, okay, I'm going to add someone on. You're like, all right. I'll do bass. I'm adding on. I was looking, I was I'm looking adding for adding bass players. On. I couldn't find a bass player in Miami. So you became yeah, like a, bass player. <laughs> a bass player. I went and bought one on um, on OfferUp. Gotcha. Up. Probably Craigslist at the time. Yeah, probably Craigslist at the time. And I got this $100 uh, Fender Fender uh, Squire bass, like super generic sunburst. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I learned how to play Liability, which was one of the songs on my first project with the band that I was with, Free Dystopia. It's okay. called uh, Trial and Error. Okay. That was the first body of work that I um, that I arranged. As far as like guitar parts, uh, bass parts, drum parts, and then the band that I was with, they did like their own solos and stuff nice. like that. And they did nice. their own licks. And um, a friend of mine, DJ Illusion. Okay. It's crazy. I haven't even talked about this whole story yet. DJ Illusion has a studio yeah, in Pinecrest, yeah. uh, House of Dreams, right? House Shout out Dreams. DJ Illusion. I've been there with uh, Dina Dean. Shout out Dina. Yo, big homie. Yeah, that's the, that's the homie. <laughs> He's got that villain voice. Yeah, he yeah. does have the villain voice. <laughs> Shout out to you. And um, he ended up he ended up getting some new gear, and he called to see if he want if we wanted to record our um our project for free okay at the studio oh, wow. dope very dope yeah so wow. he he ended up uh cutting my first project which got was it. a four song ep trial and error got it and after that it was it was it was gucci after that because i was able to provide something that didn't exist at all mm. in miami which huh. was that that mix of that sound yeah like that that like i used to call it aggressive neo soul okay <laughs> Because I, I I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. I didn't want to call that's it. That's not a bad. That's no, not a bad no, name for not, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, want to call it rock rap because no. I thought that was pretty cheesy. And mm-hmm. I'm not white, so I just thought like I, I got to come up with something that sounds cooler than that. Yeah, and, yeah, that gives me a vibe. Yeah, they, those those people, man. You know, they they made a lot of things um, happen for me and helped me shape my understanding of how I wanted to make music. So you sure. were so so you worked with that band first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, that was my band for between 2014, and we broke up last year. Okay, oh, okay. so 20, so did the, the, the band I see was that that band or was that already a new band? No, no, no. This is that's my new band that okay. you saw. Okay, um, now I'm a solo act. Before I was a part of a three piece. Right. And gotcha. Now I'm a solo act and I run with uh, a four piece and myself. Gotcha. So how does it work when you're going to have a show? Like, did you tap those same four piece uh, yeah, gentlemen yeah. every time? Like, that's your guys? Well, sometimes they're not available. So I have like, um, like I have an alternate. But they're your go to's. Yeah, they're my They're go-tos. your go to's, yeah. but, but they're not, a, you're not a group. No. You no, are no. a solo act and they, they know that they are their own musicians that you tap when you're going to go perform live. Indefinitely. Uh, but when you're recording these songs, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to a couple of that's cool with you. Yeah, we could talk about a couple of the records. When you're recording them, there's no live instruments being played. Then, well, I have, or so I make it my business that I always have live instruments on pretty much every record. Great. 
So like uh it's either gonna have like a guitar on it or someone's playing like Rhodes mm-hmm. or uh maybe I'll have like a drum piece that, that we recorded in the studio or bass. I played bass on a lot of the songs. Uh, cool. my producer, uh Danny San Pedro, he did a lot of the production on Colorblind. Okay. He did maybe okay. he did maybe eighty percent gotcha. of that album and um and Fern did the other twenty percent. Okay. So what's one of the songs that you feel like embodies that right there? Colorblind, the, the actual title, title track. Yeah. Cool. Let's listen to a little bit of it. Yeah. I wish you banged my line other than times when you needed me, feeding me hoop dreams and hoop love me while I'm black and white like a suit tie. Ain't no gray matter, don't text me. Say that I really hate that I have too much empathy never know who's ending me i only die teasing i'd love all my enemies it's gonna be a shit show if ever i go kennedy eyes how you deceive me told me i was safe told me i could touch things as long as i went and reached it's just you always playing tricks on me thought it was big homie turned out to be the sun seen a kid on the curb it turned out to be a bum these eyes allowed me to see change in some Two cents kill more than hand guns. Grown ass humans throwing temper tantrums. I call them shits hit and runs. Where do we go from here? Where do we go, go, go? Where do we go from here? Where do we go, go, go? I love that record. I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> so, which song is this in terms of like how far along in the process? for the project as a whole were you when this song came about was this the first song was this towards the end because you gave it the title of the like you named the project the yeah. same thing as you named this song so that means this ha- this carries weight what's the meaning so um this this song i feel like embodied the purpose of the album okay and i was halfway through making it when i all right, so i'm the type of person i don't come up with any titles i don't come up with any direction i just make music mm-hmm and when they start to act like they're consecutive, I start to just take note of it. Got it. Right? Uh, well, after I made, I made this song that didn't make the cut called Loop. Okay. And um, it goes, um, I pray you don't get locked in the loop. Soon as your egg hatch, you tried to fly the coop. Went to college, say he fucked the chunk of the juice. Bobby Boucher found out he had the juice. So... Mm. That was basically me saying that I'm going to find my own worth because I was able to do it in college. I was able to do it over here. I could apply that same effort that I was putting into other people, into myself, which then helped me understand that I have self-worth. And then I can explain that to other people and understand that you got to give yourself that self-worth. And to be able to do that on other terms, sometimes you got to be colorblind. You can't see Color. Gotcha. You gotcha. get me? Like you can't see black that, people. Yeah. You can't gotcha. see white people. You just need to look at people for people because mm-hmm. those people are capable of anything. Mm. Yep. Uh, anyone can be capable of hate and love. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Color is just like one of those, like, it's like an adjective. It's like the skin of a fruit. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So that, that song was just like, I was, when I made that, I said, this is the name of the, the album. Gotcha. And that's beautiful because now that like even hearing that explanation, because I feel like it makes sense and goes back to what you were just saying when you were trying to find your sound, because you're like, Mm. I feel like I'm supposed to be rapping, (laughs) 
But um, I like all of this other music. But yeah. if I go to do that, then people are going to be like, what is this guy doing? You know, and it's like and, yeah. and it's because of that, because we no matter what, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to music, when it comes to art, anything that you're doing, like you're looking at it with that, like like we're predisposed to think those things of like, yeah. you know, of like where we're supposed to fit in and what you're supposed to be doing. But you yeah. found like the perfect mesh of that. It was, and it, that, so it was I love a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a lot of things had to happen. There was a lot of like uh, redemption, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. There's some things I had to figure out for myself. Does the mu- does the best music come from those feelings and those uh, trials and tribulations of feeling you have to redeem? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times, so as a musician, you, um, you don't say, oh, I'm going to make this song about pain. Like you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't you feel reach, pain. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't reach for that. You mm-hmm. know I mean, it's just kind of like a place that you're in, and your life kind of plays into your subconscious as you write music. I didn't understand that I was making this this album. I didn't know what I was making. You were making. I was just in that in that headspace, and I was I tried my best to document it. Mm. And a lot of the records came from pain, but when I tried to transcribe them into records. They sound a lot happier. They do. Yeah. They because do. That's yeah. the act of me letting that go. Gotcha. You know I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, I love ne- that. I never thought about that that way. Because I love that. Some of my favorite music is the kind of song that you listen to, and like if you're not paying attention, you're fooled that it's a happy song. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then you pay Ooh, attention to yeah. the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. When and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are great. And, th- and that's that's some of my favorite music. Something else is I feel like. Like, I've always, some of my favorite artists describe themselves as songwriters and that capture a moment more mm-hmm. than anything. Like, would you describe that as, like, kind of your process in that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I have you know, um, I wrote all the verses for all the records on the album. Okay. But I, I freestyled every last hook. Really? Wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> While recorded, like, just... Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is the hook now. You're like, okay. Yeah, every hook was was. <laughs> this was, one worked. Yeah. What? Every hook. So where do we free. go yeah. from here? Is a, yeah, yeah, just freestyle off the cuff. <laughs> after I had cut it, I said I started saying, "Where do we go? Go, go?" Because I was confused. I was right, just like, right. Okay, I said all this. What now? It's the and that's wow. that's the hook right there. There you and go. And you're like, okay, this yeah, yeah, right. This okay. Wow. What? That's wow. crazy. A lot of that's a very like interesting that. process. And Even, you, you were um, conscious about that the whole yeah. time. You were like, I'm not going to give it a hook. I'm not going to write the hook. I'm going to feel the hook. Yeah, and then the bridge comes in, and then that's when it starts to kind of like open up. Like another example is um, um, Final, the song that you played earlier. Okay, yep. So when I was in the studio, yo, I'm going to give you so many. All right, so <laughs> when I was in the studio. We want uh, it all. It was a, I, I recorded the whole album in my producer's apartment. Okay. I recorded in his apartment, and I had a studio, but I recorded it the whole thing in his apartment. Why? Because it was comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that, matters. Was comfortable. Yeah. that matters. That matters. Talk about a, that. He has like a bunch of stuff in the crib. Like he's got like guitars, um, keys. It's like uh, he's got vinyl on the wall. There's a vinyl player. It's he like has a like, playground. Yeah, he has like every single vintage video game console. Damn, that's sick. Like all of them. That's sick. And then he's got like the emulators on the computer. So he has like all the you old shit all that the you old can't shit, yeah, find. Yeah. So it's like a, it's it's cozy. It felt it. The thing about studios is, um, I think studios are meant for like perfecting a record. 
But when it comes to making a record, I feel like you need to make a record in a comfortable place. That I makes, feel that. That makes sense because I listen, whenever I listen to artist interviews and they're like, oh, yeah, because I recorded this whole thing like in my house. I'm like, isn't that kind of weird? Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I'm you, like, and we always why? ask ourselves why. Yeah. Like, there you go. There you go. It's, it's comfort. Now I know. Yeah, because they didn't have to. Yeah, because they were yeah. not, they were comfortable. And when you're yeah. comfortable, you're, you're, you get in your zone. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. It's, sure. it's it must be different to get in your zone being in a room where you know maybe you didn't even know that engineer like that mm-hmm. it's a studio that maybe yeah. somebody paid Super for you to be in or something yeah. you don't have that bond you don't have that that, that makes sense now and I just the energy in the room is going to be different yeah. versus a room where you're already there you're already comfortable being there mm-hmm. and now you're just adding the the, uh, the element of recording music right yeah. and so yeah. You watch the uh, Travis Scott documentary on Netflix? It's old now. Yeah. It's probably like for last year. The Mom, I Could Fly thing? Yeah. 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 Now, did so you see that? I no? didn't see that, no. So in that, you see him record um, several tracks. But one of the songs that they're finishing in there is um, No Bystanders, which uh-huh. is like a very upbeat yeah. track. And you you see a scene where they're in the house recording and then playing back that song for like the first time when it's finished. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell how comfortable everybody in the process is because... They're not in the studio. They're, they're in a big mansion out in Houston yeah. or some shit with a yeah. pool outside. And the music is just blasting throughout the house. They're not all in one room yeah. listening to the playback. No. He he goes and records where he needs to record, sure. But they're listening back as a family, as yeah. like a, as a group. Makes, and and yeah, he's just sense. so excited to hear this version of the record for the first time. It's like, yeah, you might still get a video of, of rappers in the studio nowadays where they're all like, oh, excited to be in the studio. Yeah. But that's different. Yeah, that's that's different. That's pure. Yeah. That's pure. Yeah. Yeah. I had so many listening sessions. Um when I was in a, so we mixed and mastered everything in house. Okay. So when the process, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, mastering is real. Yeah, absolutely. But um, we, we ended up, I had so many different, like I got a bunch of people in my circle that I, I care about their opinion of music. They, some of them are not even in my team. They're just like my friends. Yeah. And I just, I wanted to show some records to some people to get some reactions. Like I wanted some facial reactions so mm-hmm. I could understand like, what could I, what should I be putting some attention to, mm-hmm. right? Right, man. Every person I showed vinyl to, they loved flipped. it. Every person I showed ego watch to, flipped. Oof, that's my it. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone flipped from like from start to finish, and it showed me. I was like, yo, this album might be a mm. playthrough. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, yeah, cool. So then it kind of gave me a little more confidence to go back in and say, okay, we can nice. master this ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We could, we can right. do this. So I want to go back to something because it seems like you are really like just the fact that you were like, I need a basis. There's not I'm going to learn myself. You know, Mm -hmm. you seem very like involved in your whole process. Was that a big part of your decision to go from being a band to a solo act? Definitely. Because when you play. All right. So playing bass is uh, it's the most humble role of a band. Right. Cause yeah. it's the most. It's right. the most. You're yeah. not the star at no. all. You're never the star. <laughs> but your shit is so important, so important. to the record. Yeah. <laughs> You're it's so crazy. crucial to the record, it's but when you are not the star. When yeah. I was with Free Dystopia, um, the first couple of shows were a disaster because really? I didn't. I, I I would practice at the stew. I'd practice at home, but when you're on stage, it's like. It's just different, man. Mm. Yeah. And um, there'll be times I'd make mistakes. And I felt every person look at me in the room like, <laughs> and um, it 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 gave me like this sense of like, damn, I do control this. Mm. I'm yeah. in perfect control of this because when I fuck up, yeah, the like, whole room eats it. Yeah, got it. With yeah. no fork. So I said, okay, cool. 
if that's the case, then I got I, if I put enough work in, I could control it and make it a great experience if I just double back. Mm-hmm. And I started to see how I could control like like how my shows are. My right. shows are, I'm very meticulous with my with my live show yep. because um, that's like my that's my presentation. Yeah, it's your experience. Yep. You know, so I, I want to be able to give somebody that moment. So when uh, my trumpet player is soloing, I want everybody to. Mm. I'm sometime I'll get off the stage to move just to kind of like. Yeah, I remember you, you got out of the way at one point yeah, during that know, set. Mm-hmm. That's 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 that person's time, yeah. you know? And I and I got that type of shit from like jazz. watching Broadway mm-hmm. and jazz. Yeah. <laughs> Feel me? Cuz so. in jazz somebody has their oh, moment, yeah. you let them have you their, moment, have their you moment, moment, you know what I mean? And I didn't and you understand. Let them take off. Yeah, I didn't understand that until I had to play bass. Yeah. Mm. I thought that <laughs> I thought that bandmates were accessories. No. But they're like That's interesting. They're mm-hmm. essential. That's what taught yeah. you. Yeah. That's interesting. That's a that's another shift in your evolution. Yeah, in your you evolution will. there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on shrink today. <laughs> that's oh. what we do. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you don't know who we are. Yet, uh. <laughs> that's where it happened. You gonna cool. call Johnny Johnny Davis after this? Like, yo, yo by yo. the way, thanks for everything, man. <laughs> Turns out you were the catalyst yeah. to my whole career. <laughs> you gonna call Johnny Davis? So you, well, you touch. Go uh, ahead. But, all right, so before I get into <laughs> that, I got to give credit to my sister and my brother. Okay, Aww. yes. Shout Something's out to the important. fam. My sister, so I'm the, I was the youngest. Okay. Ooh, and, me uh, too. Word. <laughs> We're special people. Feel me? He doesn't get that. We're we special. We watch everybody yeah, else's yeah. fuck <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm we're the like, one fucked up. We're like, we're, we are going to be the perfect child. <laughs> yeah, come, come on, hit this. me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I used to steal all my sister's CDs. <laughs> All yep. of them. Got it. And I would listen. I was listening to like Brandy. Oof. Oh, hell was yeah. The fire nineties R and B in two thousand. Aaliyah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Kylie Minogue. Oh <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Damn. Love her. <laughs> what? She's got more than just that was jams. That was jams. <laughs> Kylie Minogue inspired the End of Fury. Gotcha. I hear that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Feel me. Gotcha. So, um, and my brother is the one that got me on Outcast. Yeah. Because uh, when he used to pick me up from preschool, he used to have that hatchback um, Honda Civic. Yeah. And had two fifteens in the back, and I'd sit in the back seat with those two fifteens while he was playing the whole Outcast discography. Oh hell yeah! That's fire. Hell for yeah! Like four That's years. a crazy way to ingest yeah. <laughs> Outcast for the first time. That's <laughs> I play bass now. Now, yeah. <laughs> that was gonna go that way one way or another. Let me tell you. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, and and like Tupac, um, yo, uh, Devin, a dude, played a big role. That's a big, that's a big, big uh, underrated artist right there. Yo, underrated Devin? artist, underrated artist. In my doobie ass, Trey, why do you uh, do me that way? Yo, him, uh, dude, three stacks, so. and I forget who the third verse is on there. Uh, what a job! Yeah, oh. what a job! Yo. I still listen to that Goody, song like Goody it. Mob. You yeah. need to get up, get out, and get, get some. Yo, yeah, that Devin the dude is is. Shouts out to Big Bro a, for a, a legend. Yeah, so so those two influences right there gave you your next layer after jazz, basically, because yep. jazz was okay. Yeah. I'm a kid in the car, or whatever. But then now, oh, I'm sis has the brandy and the Aaliyah, mm-hmm. and Big Bro's got the outcast. Now you have like a strong musical foundation. Unknowingly, yeah. and these unknowingly. are all yeah, unknowingly, unknowingly, right? These are all little seeds. These are all little seeds. Yep. So that's why it's hard for me to listen to um some like trap music right now because mm. it's dope. A lot of the new stuff that's coming on right now, right now, is really dope. It's really high energy shit. It's fun, but I it's just really hard for me to listen to it. 
Because yeah. there's just certain, my endorphins are not getting fired yeah. right, off. Right, yeah. right, right. But, but I think it's also, um, it's also important to know that, like, you can tell, like you said in the beginning, that some people that are just are going to be music lovers, whether you end up in music or not, mm-hmm. those moments, like those memories of when you're so little, like, and, and, and like that's sticking to you so hard that like yeah. at like right. listening to Outcasts and actually getting into it, right. like mm. you put another kid and they're not even going to remember or, you know, they're like, are they going to be like, oh, like how annoying that makes it that like, you know, like my brother would always do this and all mm. this stuff. Whereas <laughs> you're like, yo, what's like, yo, what damn, is <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. When I started listening to all the music that I heard as a kid, as an adult, mm-hmm. yo. Yeah. Right, outcast. Yeah, (laughs) bro, that was. Oh no, obviously. I remember it was college for me. Was when I was like, okay, I'm gonna go back and hear these albums that I heard as a nine, ten year old for real now. And it was like, wow, like it was written as an adult. Yeah, Yeah. Illmatic (laughs) as an adult, like all that is like, oh wow. When I heard uh, the first time I dealt with like grade A heart pain, Mm. like like Mm. heartbreak. And I heard four page letter. Whole different, whole different level, whole (laughs) different level. I was crying like a dog in a kennel, Mm. man. Those are Leo Records hit. Those are the the moments that like you look back because it happens to me all the time. I listen back to music and I'm like, yo, like I used to really listen to this when I was like so little, and I never understood why I would go to school and like tell my friends like, oh, I'm listening, and they're like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) What are you listening to? And now, and now you listen to it, you're like, yo, I was a deep ass kid for this shit. Like that's what it is. That's crazy. That's what makes that difference in people. This song, um, Blue and Green. Okay. By Miles Davis. Yep. Mm. So I was in New York in 2018, and I decided to download Miles Davis's whole discography. Fire. Playing. So when I get to, I stayed there for a whole month because I had a meeting with like um, Adidas, I had a meeting with Perry Ellis, I, had a, I met with like a bunch of like clothing lines because I was trying to get my visual art on their products. Gotcha. So um, bum, I went up, and I was in I was in Bowling Green. Okay. Manhattan. Okay. And I was listening to Blue and Green, and that song had a whole different <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. Because I was actually going through, like, kind of like a depression, because mm. I was homesick, and I was out here, like, chasing a dream by my goddamn self. Right. Well, I have, like, a whole business, a whole relationship, parents at home, mm. you know? So when I heard that record, it just, they just hit different as, as an adult. You just got different perspective mm-hmm. with, with those songs, man. Absolutely. Um. What that I was going to say that I feel like you hit something good there and that not even just as an adult, but and we've talked about this a lot that you have there's certain music that you you have to be in the right place in life to really appreciate. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like like you're not like it it, it, it takes like a moment in time in your life and everything that you it's like you're hearing it for the first time in such a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's something like really memorable. Yeah. No, for sure. You touched on how meticulous you are about creating the live show experience, mm-hmm. and we're in a now a time where you can't oh have uh, the same live show experience, right? <laughs> That's the reality of when we are and where we are right now. Yeah. So you recently did uh, like one of those live streams where you performed uh, on uh, Instagram Live through a brand, right? Mm-hmm. How has how has this experience been of trying to continue to move? in music yeah. during a time where you can't tour, you can't book shows to go and play in front of people? Um, First, it hurts my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. First, yeah. um, I make I make around like $3,500 a month off shows. Off shows. 
and that's I zero now. That's zero. Wow. You know, that's like rent. That's gas. That's it's your dates. Life. <laughs> right. Right. That's investments. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's also like the my bandmates. My bands. My bandmates kind of look forward to you know being able to do those shows and getting paid and right. all that stuff. Right. And I and I really didn't understand what I had. I did not understand what I had. You feel like you were you you were taking it for granted I, now that you I, realize, because I appreciated it, but I didn't appreciate it enough, mm. because I was looking at those two hundred, three hundred people at my shows, and I was thinking, damn, this is little. I wow. could be doing a yeah. thousand. Yeah, you were already, you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, you uh, know, gotta, I'm trying to do yeah, more. You want more? You want more? Yeah, but, right. but really, like, yo, I had almost three hundred people that were out there. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That singing. went there that night. Yeah, singing. You, yeah. And singing alone. Wow. Feel me? So that gave me a lot of perspective and it really made me it it made me really sad. Because um music is like that's now it's like a profession for me, but it's also like therapy. Right. Like your average person does not get to yell at the top of their lungs <laughs> every weekend. Yeah, to no. <laughs> you know to let it out. They don't. The average person bottles it up. Yeah, yep. absolutely. You go watch TV. And that's why they, you know, end up doing something crazy one day or something like that because they kept yeah. it bottled Snapped. up for too long. Yeah. And they snap. But yeah. that's, that's actually amazing to hear from you as the artist doing it because that's the reason I go to shows. Yeah. Is because like that's to scream that, along with them. To, to scream along with them to let go and that's, that's why people love live music. That's yeah. where that's where I get all of my feeling out. That's why I don't understand people that don't like live music. I'm <laughs> like, you let it all out, you know? Yeah, like like uh, with Mike Muscle Memory. Mm -hmm. So when I did the live set at Scotch and Soda yesterday, mm -hmm. um, we did uh, one of the like the songs that has the best crowd response. It's mm -hmm. called 1865. It's the first song on the album. Yeah. Man, after we did it, it got quiet. And I literally, my memory tapped into the crowd. From that, wow, that yeah, because you're not used to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm finishing, and I'm usually hearing like, wow. Yeah. Right. And I just heard like fucking clothes on a hanger. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, so um, different. Yeah, it made, me, it made me think. But at the same time, I'm thankful that... Um, we even have live streaming. Yeah, for sure. In the first place. You know what I'm it's saying? a cool way to reach a couple of new audiences now, right? That's what yeah. I wanted to, to bring up is like, it's it's pros and cons. Yeah. Yes. Not having 3500 in your pocket for a month is crazy, it's right? Rough. Like, that's very rough <laughs> and I feel for you. But at the same time, these kind of brands, um, more brands and more opportunities mm -hmm. are arising because of the situation yeah. having to be digital and these brands knowing that they have to put out some content that feeds to digital. Yeah. Right. So that means that some artists who maybe didn't have that opportunity before mm -hmm. and might get it now. So mm -hmm. in that light, I feel like there's a positive aspect to it. Yeah. However, the bottom line is a lot of those are just, Oh, for the look. Mm -hmm. Right, they're for the look or for the, the they're not for the check, and mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, like you said, bills need to get paid. What are other ways that musicians are facing that? If you can't tour and you can't really set up shows, what what can you do? Well, for me personally, as a musician that's like live, you got to create ways. Yeah, because if you're waiting for the world to open back up. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't make too many plans. Right. Yeah. I see people are doing shows and stuff. I'm still really cautious about doing live shows right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. 
I, and I'm such a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we got to bring you we back for an episode of Randy. Randy. <laughs> I could go way. Yeah. Oh, we could we could do that. Yeah, we could we definitely do, do that, that another day for sure. So, but at the same time, it's like you know, I I got people that have passed in New York, straight yep. up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I I, I know people that are in the hospital right now for COVID. Right. Yep. So that's you know it's real. It's making me think. It's just like you know what's what are we are we in a movie scene right now? Because this is like some movie shit. It is. Yep. Right it now. is some movie shit. So I think right now, I mean, you got streams. Um, hopefully, you're the type of artist that's creating merch. That way, you can kind of you know move. Right now, I have like bags with scotch and soda in my. That's cool. Oh, cool. Ah, that's very cool. So yeah. I, I'll give y'all. Yo, I'll give y'all bags. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna ask you where because the visuals on Colorblind are beautiful, like that that cover art. So like, Thank how you. like who made that? Hey. Like, how did that come about? <laughs> say, oh, I get to talk about visual art now. <laughs> um, so I'm a visual artist. Okay. But I don't. Yeah, because do I heard you slip that in there with yeah, that yeah. New York trip. Uh huh. I'm a visual artist, but I do not believe in doing my own visual art for my albums. Okay. So I reach out to other visual artists Why? to do my covers because they get to have their own perception of my album and make ah. art. I respect that. And okay. it's fly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the fly. Right do, like um, Edney, Edney, Gene Joseph. Uh, he's the one that did the the album cover and back for colorblind got it and he's the first artist that i did an exhibit for having an art gallery uh, okay yeah so um, yeah, and he's that. one of the people that inspired me to even start doing visual art in the first place oh wow and yeah, he's, so he's the like one that did that perfect match mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful i love that and um i have um, I have more music coming out and I already got the artwork done with that. And I've mm-hmm. already reached out. And I already have like all the artwork for the future projects yeah. with, with different um, visual artists. So, yeah. Do you feel like this is the fact that we're still kind of, you know, trying to figure out like we're technically like still under Corona quarantine, all these things. Do you feel yeah. like it makes it a better time to kind of experiment with new music and like, uh, coming out? No, I mean, like, I mean, like releasing new music or worse yeah. because of the promotion ac- um, aspect. Well, um, you had mentioned off air before we before we got started how you had released a project mm-hmm. pretty bef- like a, not too long before COVID yeah. became a thing, yeah, and how that was gonna uh, how it affected the rollout of that and being able to tour that. Yeah. So I guess to Karina's point, like how how it how does that affecting things? Release? Well, I released the album Colorblind November yeah. in 2019, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it my release party was funded by Scotch and Soda. Nice. So the plan was for me to do my tour at their locations throughout the country. Oh, ah. wow. That is so cool. And, I um, mean, sorry, but that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it could still definitely be Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's definitely still happen. I was going to be making some stops with them and then s- do some stops with So Far Sounds. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. And I was going to stop at like a couple big yeah. venues to be supporting yeah. roles for bigger acts. Wow. Nice. So that was like the plan for the, for the spring. Mm. That got really real really fast. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, moving on. <laughs> and uh but in 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 terms of that i i had to go ahead and understand that i should i'm gonna have to rebrand this album and right. relaunch it and do like a remaster yeah gotcha. because i was not able to get the full 
Yeah, it's that other right. push. The push that you wanted to, to do. And uh, the music deserves the right push. Of Thank course. You. Like, it's not the kind of thing where, oh, it's fine. I'll just get back in the studio and make more. Yeah, no, no, no. This is, it's, it's music that deserves to have the rollout that you envisioned for it originally. And yeah. and so if you're not going to be able to to do those shows like you wanted and to really roll it out that way like you wanted, then yeah, I, I, I personally, as a fan, yeah. respect from an artist to kind of take a step back. Yeah prepare this for me again and then now like get it on a way where like it gets a lot more reach and i feel a lot more confident of it if i already heard it or if i know who he is yeah. like now i'm gonna show my friends and all that when yeah. i when he comes back because now it's like exactly. oh it's something something to show right something yeah. happened something dropped dude like three of my music videos got canceled there you go oh, you see because you can't shoot them the production sets not right yeah, i was supposed to do a video for fury um ego watts mm. and colorblind damn the only video I was able to put out was Speed Dial. And visuals have become important again, which I, mm-hmm. I'm so glad has happened in music. Uh, yeah. And so not having a visual elements to it, especially you, who you yeah. know you want to have a strong visual element for some records, it it really does, it puts a, a roadblock on things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm good, though, honestly. I mean, this time is exactly what you said. I was able to make some really, really good new music. Great. Shit. I, I got a funk EP. Nice. Ooh. That I want to hear for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Funk EP that I'm sitting on. That That's was supposed fine. to be nice. coming out now. Are you into like Thundercat and all that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Thundercat's the. I can't wait up. to meet that weird ass. <laughs> weird ass. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. That's can't wait to great. That. That's great. Can't wait to meet that weird ass. Yeah. Who's able to make that? Um, I got like this. Uh, the the EP is actually called Montenegro. Okay. Which is okay, um, cool. um, Black Mountain. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be Ombrase Montenegro. It was like Kiss the Black Mountain. <laughs> now it's just Black Mountain. <laughs> but um, that's that's the name of the the funk EP that I'm gonna drop whenever I can. Got yeah. it. You're gonna wait till the situation normalizes a lot more before you drop that. I want to do some. Bootsy Collins, oh Prince fire! Shit okay, okay. Album, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it. I, I think it needs way more justice. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I'm just gonna reshop. Colorblind. I'm. I got like, I have a whole nother album from the cuts of Colorblind. Oh wow! Ah, exactly. Ah. So I'm probably gonna put. Shit just got interesting. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, okay. I, yeah. I, I hear. Now I, hear. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what's up. And uh, I actually recorded a live. Uh, performance of four of the songs on the album. So oh. I might do a live Drop B a side. Damn, that'd nice. be dope. Hear a yeah. live version. Uh, yeah, it'd be like colorblind. I like, it. I like live That's cool. Cool. One thing I want to talk about because I don't want to be pretty much tone deaf to where we're at right now and when we're at right now. Definitely is everything going on outside, and I'm not talking about COVID. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm talking about the movement and um, everything that's been happening since since George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. you're a black man in america indefinitely yes. right but you're also a musician during this time mm-hmm. in america how do you move in terms of having a, a responsibility as a person mm-hmm. as a black man mm-hmm. towards this movement versus how do you move as an artist and feeling any type of responsibility as an artist yeah i um this is like a sensitive topic with uh, with the community because yeah. This is why I give musicians that don't talk about the times a hard time. Okay. okay. Like, if you want to just make fun music and shit, that's great. But um, you end up hindering us, too, because yep. you get our message screwed up mm. as, a, as a body of people. And um, I feel like if you don't drop music 
talking about the times, you need to be doing interviews talking about the times. You need to do something. Yep. Because you had artists like Marvin Gaye that was like a pivotal factor in the war. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like music... The Vietnam War, for those who don't know. And it wasn't even that much music that made it a, um, a big turn. So the amount of musicians that we have right now, we should be doing more blockades of records in, in the times. And that's why I make the music that I make now. That way, I ain't got to act brand new when shit go left. Because if you look at my discography, I've been there. 1865 has, yeah, like you know, I, definitely I, speaks to... It's the reason why it's the first record on the album. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about my story, and I'm, I want everything to be uh, understood from my perspective. But I also want you to understand what I come from. And I feel like people are putting a lot of effort in forgetting where they come from. And it makes it very frustrating because... If you listen to like a Cuban songwriter, mm. you gonna know what it is. Mm -hmm. You get me? Yeah. Whether it's in their music or it may not be in their music, but if you see them and you meet them and <laughs> you, you know, know what they're about, you know, you know what they're about. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. You get me? Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, it's undeniable. Yeah, and I feel like people are uh, black people are kind of running right now as musicians because they're kind of scared of like either losing a sponsor or mm. losing their white fans or mm. or whatever it may be. It's it's touchy. You get me? Yeah. Um, but I feel like a little more effort can be done. And there's the issue with that conversation that you had with the with the um no name thing, but we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Later. But I feel like people could be doing a big a better job with uh what they're doing. I'm not talking about donating money because mm. a lot of these musicians are not as rich as you think they are. Yeah. So if right. we expect them to be given millions, right? We it ain't there. Yeah, yeah. if you know music a little bit, you know why that's yeah. not happening, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, don't know how long I'm gonna be popular. How am I gonna? But it's not. It shouldn't be about money, right? We yeah. Yeah. we want to see more from them, and it's not. It's not about seeing them donate. Exactly. So like right now, so. If we were to maybe touch topic on a musician that promotes violence and drug use, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't listen to that right now. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. It don't feel right. Mm -mm. It doesn't feel right. Why was it right before? Mm. Damn. That's a whole Damn. conversation <laughs> to be had there, you know? That's now it feels like alcohol in a cut to listen to shit like that. Mm -hmm. When you yeah. know you got this much going on. Yeah. You know, we got Juneteenth that just passed. I mm -hmm. was having a yeah. conversation with my sister about it. And she was like, what do I do for Juneteenth? Like, what can I do? I was like, you can yeah. support a black business. And she's like, that's it? You just support a black business? <laughs> that's the problem. That's, yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. it? It's really that simple. That's It's that simple. You're literally changing the uh, generational value and lineage of someone mm -hmm. that's running a business. It yeah. is that simple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Imagine if a million people did that's it. Right. Yep. That'd be right. a million dollar company <laughs> right. in a day. Right. Yep. You get me? Yeah. So all those things matter. Like how how we choose to go about like working with each other and the message that we choose to provide predominantly. Cause I mm -hmm. understand everyone's not supposed to be a fucking activist. Like yep. that I'm a firm believer that that's not everybody's role. Right. That's you fair. Get me? Like it's a it's a team thing, literally, like a team thing, like a fucking football team. Yep. Like you may have people in your communities that are doctors. You may have people that are lawyers. You may have construction workers. Um, there's no telling. Politicians. All those things come into play for a cause. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're going to give a rapper a hard time about doing something for the community, you need to give the politicians equally a hard enough time. 
Right. Yeah. You need to give those uh, surgeons a hard enough time mm. because they're equally capable. The only reason you're giving these people that much flack is because they use their voice. Mm. Because they have a platform. Because that's what you already expect from them. Because they're yeah. people you at the end voice. of the day. You yeah. Know? These musicians, like, for example, if I had to take some, I'm, I'm trying my best not to put names. I get yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Let's say we'd take, you know, your, you know, your typical uh, hood rapper, right? Mm-hmm. If they were around an ecosystem of powerful black individuals as professionals, they wouldn't make music like that. Yeah. And you start to see the content and the subject matter in their music change, change. when they do start getting surrounded by that. Yep. Perfect example, 21 Savage. Yep. That guy flipped. Yep. Completely because he moved. He flipped. Wow. That's a, that's how big it is. You get me? Yep. So Meek Mill. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Whoa. Meek Mill hangs out yep. with billionaires and Jay-Z now. Yep. So Meek Mill doesn't rap about what Meek Mill rapped about t- five, six years ago. No. And he's still in the vicinity. You know why? Because he comes from there. Because and he, that's, that's he has that. He'll forever have yeah, that connection. He's, he's good whenever. He's doing fucking TED Talks and shit. There you go. That's that's growth. You feel me? Like he's he's yeah. he's giving you context where you can be able to like talk mm-hmm. and understand where he came from. What was, what was the dynamic? What was the narrative mm. behind where I come from? With the balance of you telling your story, you can't just tell the story and not and not give no context, right? Because mm-hmm. then somebody—it's like people who are not part of that experience are going to be what? That's like me telling you about a fist fight, but I'm not telling you why I got into it. Yeah, right. Yep. Right. So I'm just like, oh, you're violent. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. You know I me. Mean? That's then, all I know about you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then people and people reflect that. So in terms of like music, if I want to, if I listen to who's somebody that loves to make music about love. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I promise you. My only answer. Uh-huh. I promise you, Taylor Swift listeners, fans, is looking up wedding rings all the time. <laughs> they looking up flower bouquets. I don't know. I believe that. that. I believe that. that. I nope. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> but no, what I, what I, you I know what he it. means. I don't mean it like directly like mean, that. But you, 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 you want to be in love. Uh huh. Because that because narrative, that's what you listen to. Yeah, because that, that, that if you feel co- so connected to it in that way. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with it. I yeah. guarantee if you got married, you got like four Taylor Swift songs that needs to be on that Fuck playlist. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wedding song. It's going to be a Taylor Swift song. Well, there you go. So he's right. <laughs> now let's give the dynamic of yep. a kid from the hood mm-hmm. listening to a hood to record a hood ro- yep. doing the shit that he likes to, to do. Yep. It can kind of throw him off. Yep. And it may change his decisions. Yeah. You get me? Because it's repeat. Yep. Because it's it, it's so deep in part of what you're in your influence in your influence if, at the end of the day. If if me getting dropped off at home and at school next to two fifteen subwoofers turned me into a bass player, what does that say? Yep. There's a, the influence matters. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's true. I, I never thought of it. Yeah. I, I never thought of it to that like not extreme, but like to that depth. You know. Yeah. It's food. It's it. Listen, mm-hmm. your ears yep. are holes. They consume, they don't consume food, but they consume sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's directly tied to, to your, your brain. brain. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's so important. So what you listen to is like, yo, yeah. you got to really be mindful of what you listen yeah. to. Yeah. It's about being mindful. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good word. That, for yeah. That, Conscious, that, mindful, aware. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. You meant you brought up the J. Cole no name thing. So I want to, I want to shift to that because of the point you just made. Uh, yeah. You know, it's important that. They do use their voice, but you also see 
Yeah, there's a dynamic. You like, also see that not everybody's going to be at the front line of the protest, right? No. Nah. But J. Cole has been at the front line of the yeah, protest. Yeah, he's literally been for at years. the front line. That's uh-huh. the thing with J. Cole. So this like, thing, yeah, J. Right? J. Cole has been doing exactly what I'm saying. You know, like right. he's, he's, he's helping you understand his story and what got him to that place so you can understand him as a person, as a musician. Yeah. Right. And he can sh- he's showing you right. his entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, and not even... So that, that goes into question of like how celebrities and all of these public figures are judged right now and that Mm. you know people see it and they're like oh well they're not speaking out right Mm. but then you have to go back and say well just because they're not posting about something doesn't mean they're not doing anything right Uh, j cole might not be you know posting every day or this and that or he never posts like he's not worried about posting he's doing stuff because he's actually out at the protest you know he's actually out doing that so you know i think that like while i see what everyone is coming from and i and i myself you know want to support people that align with those values and that are using their platform and are doing something for it I think that we also need to come some slack, like, you know, like really look, look deep, you know, at what, what they're doing with their time and what they're saying in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. You you should look at yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And he does in, uh, so the record, let me introduce it a little bit for anybody who's not familiar with the topic that's listening to the pod recently, no name, which is a artist uh, out of Chicago. She's very involved with the movement that's happening right now. She's been very vocal on Twitter, you know, providing resources, providing knowledge. She reads a lot. And so she's able to transmit that knowledge through her Twitter feed. And that's been the case. Mm -hmm. Recently, she tweeted something along the lines of your favorite rappers aren't doing shit. They're not doing anything for the cause. She's been very uh, and you're a woman. So I'm saying in front of you, she's been very angry lately. Yes, she's been very angry. lately. That's not. Uh, oh, you're just saying that because she's a woman thing. No, that's no. a, that's a. No, you can see he, that in yeah. the tweets. You can and see and it. And you can say that now she's because angry. everyone is angry. Right, yeah. and, and exactly, <laughs> everyone should be. So now that you're yeah. saying that it's, a woman is angry. Right, exactly. We're, We're not angry. calling yeah. her angry. Now, We're saying she's angry, just yeah. like the rest of us. Just it. like the rest of us. And I kind of feel like that's what he did on the record to continue introducing the, the topic. Mm. No name felt that way, and recently we got a record out of nowhere from J Cole. Mm. The record seems to be for all intents and purposes, a response of sorts to that tweet and a directed verse to no name asking for some understanding. But also in some people's uh, perception and the reason that this is even becoming a topic, kind of telling her that she should, kind of telling her how she should help us as men, as as a black woman. So it was received two different ways. It was a it was a polarizing uh, it, it, record. It, it was criticizing her tone. It, it criticizes how, on, on, her tone. On, on it calls it, he calls help. her angry, right? Yeah. Um, and so the next day, that was what you saw a lot about on social was how could J Cole do this? Black women need to be protected right now more than ever. Look at what happened to Breonna Taylor. Look at what happened, right? And this is oh, like he got fried for that. Oh, he got yeah. fried the next day. He got fried the next day, he and that's that. he got fried the next day. And even though if you listen to the song end of the verse he puts blame on himself yeah but i, I mean maybe I, guess, I wasn't working hard enough right he says it maybe i'm not doing enough right yeah so he did catch backlash and then um he, he put out some tweets to kind of respond to the backlash so i'll read those to bring everybody up to speed yeah that's crazy i didn't know he got fried for that yeah he he was catching heat early that morning I and think that was a great neutral unbiased uh response you you thought it was a neutral good response personally i mean the, the thing is we we kind of get caught up in like emotion is what mm. I, was, I was talking to with my family today mm. she was uh saying basically how 
um, other black people at work give her a hard time. And I said to her, I said, yo, like, these people aren't giving you a hard time uh, intentionally. Mm-hmm. You got a secretary giving you a hard time talking to somebody that's a, a um, PhD in biology. Yeah. They have subconscious animosity towards you. Of mm-hmm. course. Feel me? And you got to take the personal aspect out of it. Out of it. Yep. She's yeah. watching somebody that's less than 40 years old do something she'll never do. Yeah. That sub- even subconsciously yeah. hurts. Mm-hmm. And so it manifests in one way or another. So with that being said, like, got to kind of take the emotional aspect out of it and just look at it for what it is. For what she, the message is. She's addressing artists. He's saying what he's been doing with his time. Yeah. So he comes out uh, in the next yeah, morning with the tweets. tweets. Mm-hmm. Good morning. I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. <laughs> right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it was honest. Some assume to know who the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody what to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversation and criticisms. But let me use this moment to say this. Follow No Name. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She's done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile... Like me, just be rapping. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of reading, and I don't feel well-equipped as a leader in these times. But I do a lot of thinking, and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs, and I feel that in these times, that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other. Mm. So I feel like I don't think that, like, if he says it himself there that he appreciates all the work that she's doing. But then on the song, I mm. can see how she sees that he's criticizing what it, the way that she's doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone should be criticized for, for putting out information for calling for, for holding people responsible for what yeah. is going on, mm-hmm. you know, and for bringing out a call to action and saying, Hey, everyone needs to do more, you know? Yeah. And, and he says himself in the song, if anything, like this makes me reflect and say, you know what? Maybe I'm not, maybe it's true. Maybe I'm not doing enough yeah. now. I don't think, um, especially with her going out of her way in the way, in, in a part of like the song kind of, he says, you know, like you have to kind of, um treat us like children you know like like put us you know put 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 more effort into educating us and all of this but it's like yes you know you have to try to reach a hand to someone that in that way when you're on opposing sides but at the same time it's everyone's fucking responsibility yes you're a grown-ass person you don't need you you don't need them to come and if anything i feel like that is what makes her angrier about it Mm -hmm. is that it's like you have no reason to not be supporting this to your full extent, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel on that. Okay. I, I, I feel like uh, my my dilemma is um, the word support. I feel like the word support gets used improperly. That's fair. I feel like if you want to support something, it's something that doesn't involve Twitter. Yeah. You know, like... That's a good put point. Put in some real support. Yeah, yeah like, uh, you know, how many phone calls are you making every day? Exactly. Right. How many people are you contacting? Right. How many fans are you getting in contact with? Right. Tweeting is great, but that's not a that's not a conversation. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the conversation the thing between No Name and, and J. Cole was a conversation. Yeah. And that's how the the information gets transmitted to us to each other. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. If, if I put tape over your mouth and talk to you, that's not a conversation. Mm. That's yeah. not me helping you. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. We, we're supposed to like have a conversation with each other. Yeah. And I would be confused if they haven't had a phone call already, because mm-hmm. Saba is on 
uh, Dream uh, Dreamville Records, and Saba's really cool with No Name. Right, because they're Chicago. I'm pretty sure they already had a conversation already. Okay. Chance um, also spoke out. Yeah. And Chance was Chance actually said uh, another L for us men. Chance was on No Name's side yeah. of it. Yeah, because uh, you're you're taking it, like I said, because Chance emotion. with emotion, right? Because yeah. Chance is very close to No Name. Yeah. So emotion makes makes you tweet something like that. Chance yeah. has no yeah. reason to tweet something like, yeah, oh, another like, L for us men. What is that going to do? What yeah, is that tweet going to help gonna at all? Mm-hmm. He should have picked up the phone and called J. Cole. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at Chance funny in the first place because you, yeah. you're like, but no. Then, we, yeah, but, we don't need to hear. No one's asking to hear from Ja Rule right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then but then it goes back to everything with the perception and fans yeah. saying, but whose side are you on and all these things? Yeah. Like, like at the end of the day, we don't know what they did behind closed exactly. doors. But mm-hmm. if they don't go out and say something, then uh, you know all odds are against them, no matter what. To me, this is know? great because these conversations, this conversation we're having right now about it happening, was kind of needed because yeah. at the end of the day, you had a certain sector of people who were in full support, real yeah. support. Of this movement saying, but it feels like women are getting left behind within it. Yeah. And at a moment like that, read the room. Yeah. Dropping a song that that's that can even come off as coming at a woman. Yeah. Is gonna is gonna raise some hands. Yeah. It's gonna raise some hands. And I think that's what happened here. Yeah. But from it happening, it created a conversation between the two artists that are also now involved all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is needed. It's needed because mm-hmm. if they if they didn't do it, we wouldn't think about it or talk about it. And yeah. then it's always going to be this ticking thing in the back mm-hmm. yeah. of something that's way too big and too important to allow to implode yeah. over something like that. And another thing is um, I try to talk to a lot of people that don't look like me about this specific topic mm-hmm. I'm about to get into. I'm, make it, I'm trying not to get too, too yeah. heavy into it. Okay. Like that is... The, the narrative that continues to go on and on and on and on again, which is finding a way to turn black people against each other. Yep. It's literally like a fucking game show. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to have go versus each other today? Right. It's like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't feel like that is going to leave, that's going to get us outside of the game. It's not productive. Never. That's not going to get us outside of the game. What's going to get us outside of the game is them actually coming together, having a conversation, Putting it out. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would be more progressive than a tweet, a song, yeah. a verse, a verse. It's like you're leaving so many things up for discussion when True. they should be up for discussion by y'all. Mm-hmm. That's a me? good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. It ends up w- setting us back because really and truly, this doesn't happen because men are just trying to give women a hard time. Right. Yeah. It's, it's systemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Exactly. Yes. Part of it as a woman, by default, you have to exactly you have to acknowledge the fact that not everyone. Sure, there are people doing it with that intention, mm. but not. But it's it's also a, a blind spot that they have no way of seeing. You know. Yeah, like like for and example, it takes that conversation. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go. Like for example, like if um if a man opens the door for a woman, mm-hmm. it's almost reflex. Yep. Yeah. For me, it is. Yeah. It's nature. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not even like, ooh, let me go open this door. For no, you. no. It's because uh, you're embedded to quote unquote usher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah. And that's not something that uh, my dad said to me. My dad didn't say you open the door for a woman. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't say open that door for me, son. Yeah. <laughs> it was something I saw on TV. 
Yeah. It was something I saw outside and followed it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are a lot of our problems where people are just following. Just like people are following these tweets. Mm-hmm. Right. People are following. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's follow the leader. Yeah. So instead of thinking for yourself, why are you doing this? What is my actual like think. intention in this? Instead mm-hmm. of saying, oh, why did he do that? Why he did that? Why mm-hmm. don't you figure out what even, why is he in that mind state right. to uh-huh. do that? Right, right. What caused that? How can we stop that from happening? Yeah. How can we help them understand our perspective as women? Mm-hmm. Is it a fight? Is it a feud online? No. no. Yeah, no. That's not going to get it. It's leaving too much room. Totally yeah. error. Totally like It's agree. like if I have a conversation here with you, Mm-hmm. And there's 30 people outside that want to know what the conversation is about, right? Yeah. And I go outside and I just tell them my side. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, we had an argument in there. She was upset. She took her earrings off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that sound like? <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. She sounds like a mad woman. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. There you go. You get me? That's true. So it's just like hearing that conversation and, and, and having that narrative like portrayed properly and moving the fuck on because mm-hmm. the issues that we're having here are just symptoms yep you get me like mm-hmm. there's a reason why you got black people that are just stuck in getting jobs if we were more entrepreneurial with everything if fucking black wall street didn't happen in tulsa oklahoma we might not even be having these problems right now yep cubans own hialeah mm-hmm. that's a good point yeah. Think about it. This is a perfect example because I've been raised around Hialeah. Right. Damn you're, near my you're, whole you're life. Miami, yeah. 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 So right. as Cuban cops, mm-hmm. Cuban judges, mm-hmm. um, Cuban restaurants, Cuban elected officials, shit, Cuban fi- officials, Cuban uh, gas stations, Cuban RN, Cuban doctors. And with that being said, everyone's going to, by default, look out for each other's best interests. Yeah. Predominantly. Yeah. There's going to be issues because people are humans. Right. Done. That's going to happen. Motherfuckers going to argue. Yeah. But if the geographical layout doesn't work with each other, Mm -hmm. there's going to be like a shit ton of problems. Mm -hmm. And that's our issue. That's what we're seeing the ripple effect of. Yeah. Yeah. These little arguments are just something showing its head. Because it's it's a lifetime of of learning to undo. Like you know, how how is it that in 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 twenty nine in twenty I'm sorry twenty 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 I I wish we could say it was twenty nineteen yeah. but so it's twenty twenty I wouldn't mind going back fuck twenty twenty <laughs> would not mind going back we're yeah. gonna hear that every single episode yeah. of this year <laughs> we've said fuck twenty twenty yeah twenty twenty is ass I just want to yeah. go back anyway um, uh, how is it that in twenty twenty that a black woman and a black man can't think what each other are thinking. Like, how yeah. is the communication not tight enough mm-hmm. for them not to have conflict? It should be one brain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my, my homies from um, Sur- Suriname. Suriname. Oh, right. yeah. So um, his family's from Suriname, right? His mom and his dad, they literally are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking the same exact thing. You can ask his dad <laughs> one thing. And as his mom, and they said the same <laughs> thing separately. Yeah. And black people are just having a really hard time with that. And we can get into <laughs> we can get into the concept of using the word black. Mm. Okay. Black alone is a fucked up word. Mm-hmm. Black means dark evil. Okay. How do you come back from that? Yeah. 
So what would what would you? African want? descent? I African don't know, man. I, I, I'm Do not. you like African American? No, I don't like African American. That means that I, I'm that, sanctioned to America and I can't travel. That's the conversation I've had with other black men. Yeah, am I gonna call this uh, this this uh, guy from Korea an Asian American? Yeah. That don't sound right. That don't so, sound right. Yeah. You're gonna call him Korean. Am I gonna yeah. call this Asian guy yellow? Yeah, definitely not. No, definitely not. Oh, I was just we, with this yellow guy earlier. Yeah, definitely not. That shit don't even roll off the tongue. Mm-mm. Right. So the whole concept yeah, that's of a good point. Yeah, just the whole concept of using the word black, I feel like it's setting us back because words are really powerful. So and they always make sure to make that the word, though. Mm-hmm. Even the concept... Black of, lives matter, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, e- even the concept of, like, white. Like, yeah. you don't call Russians white. Yeah. You call them Russian. You call them Russian. Right. Irish, Irish. Italian, Italian. Yeah, I mean, then that's the whole concept of labels. Like, when you're dealing with um, cattle, because mm-hmm. I, I come from a family of, like, farms. Yeah, farms oh, okay. yeah, yeah. When you're dealing with cattle, they're not naming this fucking cow Eastern European. They call it the brown cow, the white cow, and the black cow. They don't care about what it is that they do, what kind of Mm -hmm. characteristic they have. Mm -hmm. They just want to have that color so that they know that these people need this leather, that leather, and that leather. Right. That's it. And that's how we get categorized in the United States. Yes. Absolutely. When you like become that. a naturalized citizen in yeah. this country, they pull you into a room and they ask you what race you want to identify as moving forward. That's because it. in this country, you got to pick one yeah. or two. Yeah. Or or, uh, or Asian. Other. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, or Asian slash Pacific Islander, whatever the fuck they make yeah. you. But they yeah. put you in a room. My friend, he's Dominican. He's a naturalized citizen. And in that process, he told me, I walked in there. They bring you in a separate room from whatever the process is that you're going to. They sit you down and they ask you, what race are you going to identify as moving forward? These are your options. Yeah. You have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't get to be Hispanic anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's now your ethnicity. ethnicity. It is no longer your race. You have yeah. to pick one, two, or three. Yeah. Yeah. You pick black because he's black. Like yeah. he's, he's, You know a lot of Dominicans yeah. are black. Yeah, are black. black as uh, hell. Right. Mm-hmm. So he picked black and he said, and I've never had uh, an issue with picking black, but I've always, always thought about that day and having an issue with the fact they made me fucking choose. choose yeah. yeah. That's so weird. weird. And it's exactly your point. That's how this country categorizes the cattle. And the way they do that is it simplifies the the narrative. Mm -hmm. They can make it black versus Versus white. white. Simple. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think something important in this also that I've seen come about um, a lot of people of influence and stuff is minorities coming together in general. Yeah, because yeah, and all, and how the stereotypes have worked pro and against minorities, because mm-hmm. um, I follow some like really prominent Asians and they're like, you know, we have to speak out more than anyone because the same things that black people are fighting against their stereotypes they're you know, like all, all of these things are the same things that we've taken advantage of. Yeah. You know, because it be mm. j- just because it happens to be that all of our stereotypes are fucking good things, you know, like yeah. we're going to be really smart. We're hardworking. We're They've this, used we're their that, stereotypes you know? for privilege. They've used theirs for privilege. And that's how they were able. And, and not how, not that that's the only reason, but that was a big part in how they kind of were able to overcome all of the racism against um, and like discrimination against Asians yeah. when their big wave of immigration came through. Like, for example, um, calling calling people black is lazy. Yeah, that that is how I feel about it. I feel like that's just a word yeah. we all agreed on. And yeah. uh, before you said that, I was just like, I think I thought everyone agreed on it. And yeah. then yeah. you saying that makes me be like, oh, 
Yeah. I had never thought of it. I yeah. just went it, with black because I knew African American wasn't it. No, yeah, it doesn't it's work. Not it. I knew that wasn't it, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I guess everyone just agreed on black." But it, there was a time that I, that you had to say African American because yeah. if you said that, it, because if you said black instead, like I feel like I feel like growing up when I was really little, it, like the thing was to say an African American. If you said that someone was black, it was like disrespectful. Yeah, and then we switched, and on then that. black became more yeah. of a pride word, more of a more of a prideful word, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's lazy. You you don't call every black dog black dog. You mm-hmm. know, You're right. some is a yeah. Labrador. You're right. Some is a German Shepherd. I, I I feel like um, and and the reason behind that is because when you strip that many people from their homeland and force a new language and culture down their throat, there's no way to document where they're from. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's how the word black got got keyed in right. because they yeah. were cattle now. Yeah. Yeah. They're just these black people. There was no longer this tribe, that tribe. We got them from that place and that place in Africa or this island that they stopped at or were born at Mm -hmm. because their parents were stopped there, right? There was no longer any of that. There was no longer any way to... It's not there wasn't a way. They just didn't care. They didn't care about tracing it that way and being able to create an identity for the different cultures that were brought here. And so that's it. It was just all blanketed by that word. It's like you're literally promoting slavery. Yeah. Because that's where that originally. You're so, it. so I have a question because it went okay. You're not gonna we, offend me. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> she had the nervous. I'm gonna no. hide offend you face. <laughs> no, no, no. The thing is that sometimes people try to like say the say the right. Yeah, uh, say the say right it. thing. No, no, no. Don't no, tiptoe. Yeah, yeah. Don't tiptoe. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that when you're thinking of like because I I'm thinking of things in practice, right? Mm. And I and you know and sometimes. I find myself saying shit that I'm like, shit, was that right that I said that? You get me? But it, but then it's like, I don't know any other way. So yeah. then, for example, if I'm like, if I'm telling a story and I want to describe the people in the story to someone, I'll say, oh, my coworker, he's American, white, from Boston. So that the person kind of understands yeah. who it is I'm talking to, what, like, like, why. And a lot of times it's like, well, that's going to be a big part for you to understand his reaction to my story and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, and I feel like when you're describing a person to someone, their background, their culture is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? but that's easy so, to do when you're describing, for example, I have like, black friends that are West Indian or Jamaican. Yeah. And I'll call them West Indian or Jamaican when describing them to someone new. Yeah. yeah. He's Jamaican or whatever, right? Yeah. So, because that's their culture. Yeah, and their those culture. are all very strong cultures, especially yeah. too, right? So it's not like they're going to be identifiable, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but it's way harder to do with somebody who was born... And raised in the United States with no strong connection back to that, wherever that's my point. nation was before that. So that's, all right, so, all right, so if I were to say, oh, we're looking for a Latino male, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That'd be, that'd be an accurate statement because yeah. of, of Latin descent. Right, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. But they don't say Latin American. No, they yeah, don't. No. Yeah, they I just say you. Latino. Yeah. Okay. All right. I hear you. Why is it we're looking for African American male? Because they don't want to say black. Yeah, because they don't want to say black. You feel me? I w- I would like this to is, yeah, talk I more about this. Uh, we're gonna ra- we're gonna we're yeah, gonna get wrapping a a l- on this, but I I would definitely love to have you back and talk more about that. I think today we did a great job of kind of introducing the audience to yeah. you, not only you uh, as a musician, but you as a person. And mm-hmm. I I personally would love to have you back to talk more about this stuff because these conversations need to be happening. Yeah. Um, and they need to be happening amongst rooms like this where it's open minds um, and also people who look different and grew up different. Yeah. Um, I would like important. To, I, I would like for people to just be able to find out where they're from. Yeah. 
I so I would can, so they can like oh you know I'm from my my people are from I think that's important Kenya yeah my people yeah. are from uh, Zimbabwe my you know what I'm saying I would like for people to be able to find out where they're from is really difficult but uh I, th- I think there I think there's a way but I know you're way too much of a conspiracy theorist to use ancestry or DNA or any of that <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> you ain't said it. You're not doing that. You ain't said it. Me neither, bro. Fuck that. Fuck that. I you know listen to this pod, you know I said it. My DNA nowhere, bro. Yeah. Fuck that. I know exactly right. where my people are from. Man. Good. Yeah. That's that's what's up. And I I get that that's at the core of your purpose for wanting to get rid of that word and instead the goal be that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I make make it a mission to find out, I, f- I fuck with that. Yeah. I like that. I think that that's a that's a unique solution to a non-unique problem. Yeah, yeah. right. To a problem we all know about, but we we haven't all thought about that. Pinpointed. It'd be, yeah. Huh? It would be cool if somebody was just rich enough to go to do it. To to do it. Like yeah. To be like, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. Go to where. Go everywhere where there's like dark skinned people and take DNA samples. Well, Oprah's not oh, gonna I do gotcha. it. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And then, um, and then when you when you start like kind of figuring out like where they're from, you can kind of compare and really pinpoint where the fuck people are from. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. Let's hope for it. Uh, getting the record of the week real quick before we get out of here. Um, you know how that works? Record of the week. <laughs> He's like looking at me like, <laughs> That's uh, great what? Guys, I what? Uh, so we just pick a record that we've been listening to that week. Um, you know that we've been jamming to, whatever so it might all be. All three of us. All three of us will pick one. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, you, you could just tell me what it is, and I'll play it since I got my phone connected to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be one of your songs if you want to put your uh, the audience onto one of your records, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. You can go ahead and send me the link to yours, Karina. I'll I'll, get, I'll start today while you guys find yours. No, I have mine. You got yours? All right, then we'll start with you. I like to guess first. All right, hold on. It's right here. I know it's by um, Yusuf Days and Tom Ish. Oh, okay. I have that album. Here, hold on. Yeah. Is it the one with Freddie on it or not? No, I love Freddie, but it ain't that <laughs> I one. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Festival? Uh, yep. Festival. It is? Yeah. That's a, damn, I guess. I got you. <laughs> All right, so this is a festival by Tomish and, how do you say it? Yusef? Yusef Days. Yusef Days.
that's Festival by Tom Mission, Yusuf Days. Check it out. That's a really fire record. And that whole project is actually really dope. Playthrough. Definitely a playthrough, for sure. <laughs> While we wait for Karina to have her. You got it? I told you. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, you wanted to go watch. watch. Yeah. All right. Well, introduce yeah. it. Oh, okay. So. And then you give us like one movies. sentence on what, what went into the record. I well, I, I have to say I picked this song because while I was listening to that album a few times, I realized that every time the song came on, I was checking what song it was because I was like, this fire. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I want to remember this one. So, uh, you know. So we'll go, what went into Eagle Watts? Eagle Watts. All right. So this is the it's the wild card of the album. There's no other songs like that on the album. This song, the Eagle Watts is a location. Oh, uh, it's a location. <laughs> um, it's where you go when you want to have ego. Okay. And be, and be cocky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Ego Watts by Art Love Trap. Watts, Art Love Trap, ALT, sitting right next to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do a, you know, a long-winded intro for this because you should know what this is. And if you don't know, you should definitely go back, listen to this full album with your mama in your house. This is Inner City Blues, Marvin Gaye. <laughs>
Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to the countless names that I could go off and list, but I don't have enough time on my SD card left. Uh, it shouldn't be that many names, and I, I promise you every day I hope that it's no more names, but we got to keep fighting if we want that to be the case. Uh, facts don't matter. I'm your host. My name is D. Karina, thanks for being here today. Hi. ALT, thanks for being here today. Thank y'all. This was a great conversation, honestly. Uh, I do interviews sometimes, and it don't get this deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so why it's not an it, interview. Man. It's That's a conversation. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah, That's the difference. It was great. It was great. Thank you, man. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace.